0: to Tune Time with Megan and Jojo, the podcast where two siblings throw it way back to talk about the cartoons from our childhood. I'm Megan.
1: And I'm Jojo.
0: For our inaugural episode of Toon Time, we thought it would be a fun idea to basically um, recall, like, I don't know, think about the episodes that really, like, left a mark on us when we were little, um, either, like, by scaring us or just being, like, insane and crazy and or really disgusting. Uh, There's, like, a kind of a wide spectrum of, like, I guess... feelings (laughs) Feelings <laughs> attached to all of these episodes, um, so I guess I'll, I'll start with the first one. Um, this was one of my favorite shows growing up. Uh, it's Scooby Doo. Where are you? I was classic. Yeah, it was like appointment viewing for me. I would just like sit in Graham's living room and watch it every day because Graham had Teletoon and we had not. We did not have Teletoon at our house. So oh my
1: god, I don't even remember.
0: No, yeah, Graham had Teletoon, and so I was like yes it's time for scooby-doo and (laughs) do you remember okay wait because remember when we used to go to madame diana for like preschool
1: abc one two three yeah
0: yeah but like in french but i used to pretend that i was scooby-doo oh my god i do you remember like i used to talk like (laughs) scooby-doo and i would like oh i would ask her to like call me scooby (laughs) for the day
1: I don't remember that. No?
0: Okay, well, I'm No, sure. I
1: re- I, you, were, you were a couple of years older, so you might retain some of that, but I really don't have yeah. any of those memories, really.
0: Well, anyways, I vividly remember. Sometimes Scooby Doo, sometimes Daphne, never never any of the others. Oh my
1: God, you said Daphne, and then all of a sudden I got like these flashbacks, and I was like, oh, well, cause, I do you remember?
0: Because da- <laughs> Daphne was like dressed in purple, and purple was my jam when I was little
1: yeah mauve violette yeah i remember learning that color in yeah. french oh my god
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah. anyways point is i freaking love this show but there was one episode that i remember being terrified of like i could barely finish it i was so scared and it is episode okay i wrote down okay it's from Season three, episode nine of Scooby-Doo, where are you? Because so there was like a few different kind of like iterations of the Scooby-Doo show, but anyways, so is that specific? So wait, is this
1: like the the original Scooby-Doo?
0: Um, I don't know. This if it was is like, definitely
1: an old one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was the. Is was...
1: Casey Kasem? Voicing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey uh, Kasem
0: was voicing Shaggy. Good
1: golly, Miss Molly! Oh, uh, so... classic! Shout out to Casey Kasem. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. The countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at one, right here on the radio station you grew up with rest in peace oh fuck
0: so the title of the episode is make a beeline away from that feline love a good rhyme but anyways so it aired on November 4th 1978 yeah okay I wrote down the date I don't know again I don't know if this was like the original 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 but anyways it was in the 70s and so basically the premise of the episode is like the gang goes to New York City to visit Daphne's aunt um, because she's just been having a rough time um, so they end up going to her apartment basically and she's like really freaked out because she keeps having these dreams that she turns into this like monster called the cat creature and I was okay I just remember being terrified of the cat creature hmm I thought he was so scary, <laughs> but okay, we're gonna do an episode guide to go along with this, like that you can find on our website, um, and I'll I'll upload a picture uh, of the cat creature, and you guys will will understand like why this is so ridiculous. But anyways, he basically looks like Tony the Tiger, but with like eyeliner and a cape. They're great. <laughs> He's like I don't know a fabulous Tony the Tiger, but okay, so basically she's having these dreams that she's turning into the cat creature and then she's like but also look i found this jewelry like this mysterious like pile of jewelry on my bedside table (laughs) so they're like okay shaggy's basically like oh my god daphne your aunt is a burglar and then daphne's like no shaggy impossible she needs our help so i'm like okay but anyways Good thing Daphne was there because she really did need their help. Um, yeah, really. Yeah, she did. Okay, so it turns out you know it's like the classic like Scooby Scooby Doo Scooby Doo.
1: It's the <a>, Oi <Oy> vey, <laughs> Oi <Oy> vey, Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's the classic Scooby-Doo hijink scenario. Um, You know, they make a plan. Fred makes, like, a plan to catch the cat creature. It fails, but then they end up catching him anyways. Um, And it turns out that the actual cat creature was Daphne's aunt's doctor, Mr. Cheekbones. I don't remember his name. Dr. Bell. Okay, Dr. Cheekbones, because if you have defined cheekbones, you're evil, is yeah. the conclusion. Oh my God. Um basically he was hypnotizing her into thinking that she was the cat creature, but then he was going out dressed up as the cat creature. Um and also
1: he was giving her lots of drugs. Cause like yes, every time yes. he was in the scene, he was like, Here is your prescription. <laughs> Take your
0: drugs. Yes. This
1: prescription should help Miss Derby.
0: Okay, aside from the cat creature scaring me, like just as like a monster being scary he wasn't the scariest looking monster that appeared on Scooby-Doo, but that was the one that really affected me. And then I was thinking back to when I was little and I think I was scared of the fact that she couldn't remember, you know what I mean? Like that she was like losing control of her mind Mm -hmm. and she didn't have control over her body when she was like becoming this creature. Like she thought she was becoming this creature. And that just really scared me because I was like, oh my God, like, what if that happened to me? Like, what if I couldn't like remember? And I was doing all these horrible things. Like also it was really creepy that they place like a figure. The villain is like a figure that you're supposed to trust. Um, mm, the doctor. Yeah. And that's supposed to heal you. And he was just taking advantage of like a vulnerable old woman and like yeah. hypnotizing her and pumping her full of drugs. And, and so I think the episode is not scary to me now, but that is still really creepy.
1: That well, idea I don't know. Is, I, Cause really I think creepy. like, you you might not necessarily think of that as a kid, but looking, looking at, looking at it today, yeah. I just watched it and I'm thinking about these things and it's, it's kind of scarier in a way. Cause like, yeah. you just, you, you got me thinking about this doctor and it's like, I just found a family doctor where I'm living now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that's somebody you need to trust. And, you know, yeah. I, f- I feel like I trust her, but you know, what if uh, <laughs> that person were to Watch take advantage out. of me? like a prescription. <laughs> I think it's time for your prostate exam.
0: Ew.
1: <laughs> uh, no, no, no she's, a, she's a nice lady.
0: Okay, I hope so. I trust her. <laughs> yeah. By the way, everyone listening, aka, hi, mom, um, we're recording this. This is a bi-provincial recording. I'm in Montreal right now, and Jojo is in Fredericton in New Brunswick, so, mm-hmm. wow, technology.
1: Mm-hmm. Lots of fun, lots of fun. Yeah. We're coming live to you via Skype.
0: yes. But anyway, so sorry if there's like audio issues. Yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. But guys, just keep listening. Please, just believe in us. This is gonna get really good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, okay, so yeah. um, Oh, okay. (laughs) One thing I wrote down: um, the noise that the cat creature makes. Okay, because how? like
1: it's it's clearly just a dude going like, it's nothing time, more than that
0: the first time i heard it was just re-watching it again i like almost spit out my drink <laughs> i was like what <laughs> <laughs> and just oh my. oh my god just like picturing like scared little child megan like just quaking in my boots watching this when i was little
1: one thing i thought of when i was watching this is kind of unrelated to the episode but I think it was Simple Plan. Remember when they did a theme song for one of the Scooby-Doo's?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, What's, new Scooby
1: what's new Scooby-Doo? <laughs> coming after you. you. We're yeah. gonna solve yeah, that yeah, mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, also, quick note, uh, Mr. Bixby, the jewelry store owner, I didn't look to confirm this, but it's pretty obvious if you listen. He's voiced by the same voice that voices Shaggy. Yeah, it
0: is. Yeah, it is. I, I, Casey Kasem. What the hell's going on here? I, I looked it up when I was looking at information of the episode. I, um... I saw that he did voice him as well. So
1: I was gonna I say hear. he's a man of many voices, but like they basically use the same voice for the two characters. They're pretty distinguishable. I know
0: his voice is iconic, though. His voice is They're an American treasure. Yeah. Even
1: as Canadians, we'd listen to his top forty lists. Uh,
0: yeah. American a, top yeah. forty. <laughs> well, because we picked up the American station though, because we were close yeah. to the
1: border. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety-two five or ninety-two 92.9. nine. 92. 9. 92.9 star 92.9 yeah.
0: <laughs> anyways oh my God. fun times um oh my God. You're getting off topic <laughs> yeah but oh okay one thing that bothered me though about this episode okay they made the guard and I get that they were trying to make this like a red herring but it just it felt like it was so obvious and then it never paid off in a way like um when the guard was not at the door all of a sudden and he was just watching them from the bushes mm. what was he doing uh, You know, he was just like, he was hiding in a bush and he was just like, "Mm," watching and it was like all ominous and to the point where you're like, oh my God, he's involved somehow. But then he just wasn't and it, it just like, we never see him again. Or maybe we did, but like, it was not relevant at all.
1: Well, yeah, I remember thinking when we see him in the first place, it's just like, they're doing a lot of work to make this guy seem like
0: he's got something to
1: do with all this, but he really had nothing to do with anything.
0: He had defined cheekbones as well. Yeah. Okay, I'm telling you, this is the character trait of all villains. Angular facial structure.
1: They were trying to throw us out.
0: Yeah, they were. I know, I get it. It's for kids. I'm, like, probably being like, oh.
1: (laughs) We're getting too deep. I'm
0: getting too sophisticated. But, yeah, so, I mean, again, is this episode still scary? No. Well... Like the monster is not scary. Basically, the concept of a doctor like drugging slash hypnotizing his patients so he can like steal jewels—that's mm. gross and scary. But
1: you, you know what? It's uh, it's interesting because I went to a hypnotist show recently. Oh yeah. And and uh, so what he does is he has like fifty chairs on stage, and he calls people up from the audience. And then he and then he puts each of them under, and then the ones that aren't really having it, he sends back down. And then so he ends up with a group of, let's say, uh, there was probably twenty people lined up on these chairs that were completely under his control, Mm -hmm. and he had them doing outrageous things on stage. You know, like like, and then like I I I left the show thinking one of my friends went up on stage, one of my coworkers went up on stage, and he was doing things. uh, I have like videos of him doing these crazy things that he has no memory of himself doing. Mm and I remember thinking, I was like, if that doctor wanted to, he could have said, hit this person or uh, go steal money from the cash register at the ticket booth or something of the theater. Like, he really, he could have because he made them do things that these people didn't want to do. He would make them say, he would do things like say, uh, when you look at me, you're going to be disgusted with me. And when I come close to you, you're going to try and get away from me. So every time he'd go near them during the show, they'd get creeped out and they'd be like, Oh, get away from me. He's like, what's the matter? What don't you like about me? They're like, I don't know. You're just disgusting. Yeah. You know, like, and so it's like, makes you wonder. And and with this, you know, and it's like a doctor that's doing it. making you rob things? Well, he said, he said it though. He said,
0: well, he wasn't making her rob things, but like, he said it in the, she's like, why me? Why? What, what, what? And then he was saying, because like I've never had a patient respond to it the way you did. I'm like, ooh, gross. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: but that's yeah, right. that that scaring that, me, uh... though, when I was little.
1: He didn't make her rob things. No. He hypnotized her, but then he robbed things yeah. and made her believe that. And she he
0: would, it. and like her bed would like flip around. There was like and a was like a
1: trap, a trap wall. Yeah. Or something. So then like he the would like would would appear
0: flip. in the bed. Oh my god! This so much is so actually. The more I think about it, yes, this is still scary. This is so creepy. <laughs> um, yeah. But no. But when I was little, I was really scared of like things that had to do with like hypnotism and like mind control, and I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: I well, it's know. like, I think when you're a good person, the, the fear is yeah. like being out of control and end, ending up doing something you don't want to do. You know, if you're a malicious person and, and you want to hurt somebody, it's like you've already got those thoughts. So you're not going to have a problem with seeing things like that or whatever. I you guess. know what I mean? Like I was just too pure. If,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well <laughs> <Yeah>, oh. no. <laughs> yeah but okay and i don't know why this kind of made me think of another thing that i was really scared of it's not a cartoon but like it was on tv so i'm just gonna bring it up quickly because okay also i was convinced for a while that i made this up because every person that i brought it up to did not remember it so tell Mm -hmm. me if you tell me if you remember it and anyways but i know it exists because i googled it so there
1: um
0: the mass magician
1: the one that revealed all the secrets Yes. yeah okay
0: but I was terrified of him. I had a specific... Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. No, I, too, I had a like, specific
0: nightmare about him where I was in the grocery store with dad and I was sitting in um, like a shopping cart and the mass magician was in the aisle and he was like trying to like get me to follow him with a box of cookies.
1: He just wanted to show you his secrets. I
0: don't... <laughs> oh, God. Um... Look, this
1: is how they saw the lady in half.
0: No, but he had a creepy voice. He was like, oh. "Have a chips ahoy." But I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So just, mm, I was not down for.
1: Oh my god! Yeah.
0: Things like that, yeah. like mind control and like magician. He was scary though. I don't know. One, I had no business seeing him on television.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But I think he was on all the morning talk shows for a while, so you just like really couldn't escape him. But nobody remembers him. Like mom didn't
1: remember. He's on Netflix. All his, his stuff is no. on Netflix now. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well I'm gonna have to.
1: I, do, I, I, I have seen face his face two days ago.
0: Oh gross. Okay, maybe I should face my fear and like rewatch an episode just to see, but anyways.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay right. so
0: coming back you say we move on to cartoons? our second episode yeah yeah okay so this we one's be... yours right so get yeah. it away
1: so uh we're talking about uh um uh, oh, I, I didn't write down the episode oh, number wait. but it's uh it's called lost in space yeah, yeah. or the magic school bus hyphen gets lost in space something like that yeah, sorry I'm on the magic school bus. so what happens here is um there's uh just like a, a bit of a different take on this episode it's not just your usual field trip this time uh, arnold the little ginger boy uh, his cousin janet who is a stuck-up bitch and i hate her
0: i hate janet
1: <laughs> oh my god she's the worst
0: janet is uh, so horrible
1: <laughs> well anyway she's joining the class this time and she keeps saying to arnold's like you need to prove that your your field trips are always as crazy as you say they are I need proof. I need to see it to believe it. So, like, <laughs> they end up going on their field trip, and Miss Frizzle takes them to the planetarium, and it's closed, and they're about to turn back to school, and Janet's like, huh, this is so lame. Miss Frizzle is lame. And Arnold's like, nobody calls Miss Frizzle lame. I really loved he,
0: Arnold in that moment.
1: Oh, he's he's definitely, like, one of the better characters no, in the show.
0: Liz is the best character, though. Anyway, you. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, <laughs> so he, like marches over to Miss Frizzle and he's like for real yo Miss Frizzle come on like show me what you got and so boom she flicks the button they take off into space and she's basically taking them to each planet they get to the sun in about like 32 seconds of uh, course totally unrealistic by magic but Janet's mind is blown but then all she could think about is how she can prove to her friends back home that she's been to space yeah so the whole trip is about her grabbing things, or she makes it about her picking up mementos from each planet as they go. Blah, 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 blah. They call Uranus Uranus because oh my they don't God. Want yeah, to be nasty it. and it really kills Uranus.
0: me. Uranus? <laughs> We're going to Uranus.
1: It's Uranus, okay? Just get over it. Uranus. Have a giggle. Okay? Anyways, um, by the end of it, they've, they've Janet's collected so much crap that she's filled the bus and the kids can't fit in the, oh, I should mention that they end up losing Miss Frizzle because Janet wants to get a friggin asteroid out of an asteroid belt almost kills Miss Frizzle sends her shooting off into space but then Miss Frizzle radios in and she's like oh don't worry children I'm always with you I'm on the uh, she's like I'm in a very dark place that I can see the stars she gives them a riddle and don't they end up worry. finding her on the last planet the furthest planet from the sun which is uh what Pluto
0: yeah R.I.P. Yeah. Pluto no yeah. longer a planet i so sad
1: oh yeah sad 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 um but this was but, the 90s uh, <laughs> So it's like, it's super cold over there, right? Yeah. When they find Miss Frizzle, they're all out out there hanging out, and they're safe because they're in their spacesuits. And finally, the magic school bus is so full of crap that the kids can't fit in the bus, and they can't go home unless Janet gets rid of her crap. But Janet refuses to get rid of her crap because she needs proof for her friends back home. Blah, 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 blah. It's all about Janet, okay? Ugh, I hate her. I hate Janet. <laughs> Anyways... At this point, like, Arnold's so pissed off and frustrated. He's like, you got to get rid of this stuff. She's like, we're going to believe you. You don't need proof for everybody else. You've got us to believe you. And she's like, no, I need my proof. And he's like, you want proof? I'll show you. Here's proof of what's going to happen if you stay here. (laughs) And he pulls off his space helmet and he turns into a solid block of ice and basically dies. Yeah. Like... (laughs) like what happens in that case you're dead
0: Um, yeah his head is literally ice that you it's like
1: it turns to like a beautiful crystal
0: with yeah and his glasses become purple
1: yeah he becomes prince it's it's quite a spectacle it's quite a spectacle for a young mind to see like one of their favorite or maybe least favorite characters arnold's kind of annoying sometimes really divisive yeah but uh, well, I, I, I was I kind of just watched this one episode I don't remember the whole show you know yeah but this episode Arnold's kind of not as bad no I'll because Janet's
0: there to make everyone look so much better
1: yeah really <laughs>
0: uh, I hate Janet
1: no now okay spoiler like Arnold doesn't die because like cut to the next scene he just like he he's like in school and he's just got a cold and he's like blowing his nose he's got the sniffles yeah He's fine. So I guess they kind of just like waltzed around that issue. Uh, Well,
0: I mean, God, like, this is a show for like five (laughs) to ten year olds. It's not gonna be like Oh no, Arnold exploded in space oh.
1: But I But but the reason I thought of this And this is kind of what got us talking about Maybe starting this if I'm remembering yeah. Was I saw a meme Well, I don't know if it was a meme, it was just an Instagram video Or something of a guy watching it oh, this, yeah. this exact scene of him pulling his helmet off yeah. And he freaks out, he's like Yo, dude's dead Yo, holy shit, he dead Oh, he did for sure. And I was thinking the exact same thing when I was like 5, yeah. okay? So I that's why I ended up thinking of this and it's just crazy.
0: A few other people when I kind of was um letting them know what the first topic was going to be of a few other people actually like this was the first thing that jumped to their mind. Uh <laughs> they were like, "Oh my god, like Magic School Bus on Arnold died in space." And I'm like, "Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly."
0: <laughs> um I have to be honest with you and I don't know I, I guess I was a special child um, this like did not affect me very much I don't know I, don't know. I wasn't I was, I was just kind of like okay Arnold why would you do that like Janet is not worth this behavior <laughs> but I wasn't well you know
1: freaked out looking by back it. on it I think it was really just the meme that I saw that got me thinking about it because watching the episode it's really they really don't address it as a big issue yeah I it guess just kind of they just kind of say, "Oh my God, Arnold! What are you doing?" They get him on the bus, and then he's fine in fifteen seconds. You know. Yeah.
0: He... Uh-huh. Thanks, Janet. Arnold, it's the least I can do.
1: T- no, but I I just love
0: Liz. Liz is like Liz saves Miss Frizzle. The lizard. Which one is Liz? The lizard.
1: Oh, oh right! Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah.
0: She is just cool as a cucumber. She's always coming to the rescue.
1: Janet tries to wrangle this asteroid like she's at the Calgary Stampede. Yeah. And she pulls it towards the bus and the lizard jumps in and activates Miss Frizzle's uh jet pack and they shoot off to Pluto.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Liz so
1: Shout out to Liz. Yeah. Okay, uh, Liz, you the real MVP.
0: Yeah, side note, Morty is on my lap, my dog, and he just farted and it smells horrible.
1: Oh, that's wonderful he's so
0: precious um anything else interesting about the magic school Bus? oh yeah I forgot that they did the part at the end where like the guy make, like I I thought it was kind of funny like
1: it was like the aliens were calling the guy that animated the episode or something
0: yeah but I just like that they like address the, the things that are not realistic and they're like okay yeah well you know like it's a cartoon but you're right like this is the true scientific blah 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 you know I think it's it's kind of cool Because you know You wouldn't want some Like dumb child Being like I'm going to <laughs> Space in a bus Like You know I mean, what I mean that show
1: is like You know from the 90s And whatever yeah. So it's definitely Maybe a little Out of Out of out, out of date Um Maybe it could be Updated a little well, bit yeah because uh, Pluto is no in longer In terms of planet. Political correctness And whatnot. <laughs> but um
0: Oh yeah Like all the little kids At the end Being like <laughs> Magic school bus?
1: Oh my god, no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, no, really, though, there's like one that's super blatant, like that. Yeah. It's the, the kid in Egypt, he's like sitting by the pyramid and then he just like it zooms in on his face and he's like, Magic School Bus?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but you know what? The thing, but what I, what I want to say, my point is that the Magic School Bus is still a pretty good scientific resource for like children. Yeah, I you know. What no. I mean, they always got it right. Yeah. Or for the most part.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: they got to the sun in 32 seconds. Well, yeah, I know. But that's that at the end. Yeah,
0: no, exactly. And I mean, it was cool because like they had like a a pretty like diverse cast of characters, you know, Mm -hmm. boys and girls, different backgrounds. But like,
1: yeah, it's kind of ahead of his time.
0: Yeah. And like, you know. I mean, some some of the girls were like a little more girly than others, but you know, it wasn't like a thing, like it wasn't like a big, like, you're a girl, you do this, or you're a boy, you have to act like this, and, and, and you know, like, I, I thought it was like a cool show, because it didn't try, it didn't try and like, separate things yeah. unnecessarily, and, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or one part that made me laugh, um, was when they passed, wait, what's the planet that's blue? Is it Neptune? Oh my God! See, I didn't pay close enough attention.
1: <laughs> is it Uranus? Uh, I don't know. But when they go Sorry, past, I the... don't know what the right way to say it is. It's Uranus? probably Uranus. I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson say Uranus. Okay. Maybe he just doesn't like saying Uranus either. I don't know, but
0: <laughs> when they pass by the blue planet, and Janet's like, "Blue, that's my favorite color," and then they're and like, just like Janet, shut up, "Janet, shut up!" and then she's just like, <laughs> "No." That made me laugh so much. I was like, can you not find a way to make everything so terrible? Like, I hate the color blue now. Thanks, Janet. (laughs) Oh, Janet's insane. Yeah. No, I always hated when she was there when I was little. I was like, why does she have to be here right now? Mm -hmm. I never liked her. I don't think anyone liked her. Even at the end, I'm like, listen, you guys are being way too nice to her right now. Like, she literally... (laughs) Almost killed two people with her yeah, attitude.
1: Quite literally.
0: Yes, and <laughs> and she's just been so rude the whole time, and now everyone's like, "Ah, Janet, you learn a lesson, yay!" Oh my god! I'm like, no, get out, never come back
1: here. <laughs> anyway, well, you were saying the thing like about uh, the Magic School Bus is it was pretty good, you know, it was diverse and it was like, mm-hmm. I would say it's ahead of its time, or maybe it was. Maybe it was right where it should be because it is for kids and you want it to be, you know, pretty inclusive. But um, there were also a lot of cartoons that were not quite child friendly.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Good segue. Good if you, segue. If you catch my drift. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so uh. we have a third cartoon. Uh, we have one specific episode that we're going to talk about, but um, really, uh, I could have picked any any episode yeah. from this one season there was only one season made of this show really <laughs> yeah thank god though because it is just gross <laughs> like
1: it's, it's pretty outrageous it's
0: really nasty and i don't i had no business no business watching this as a child <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. And, like, um, we were young when we watched yeah. this. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. This was
1: stuff that was on this, Teletoon at night or The Detour. Yeah,
0: I think it was, like, right on the cusp of when it was, like, becoming The Detour. Mm. So, it was sort of, like, um, you know, moving away from, like, the kid cartoons that would play all day. And then it was sort of, like, I don't know, 7 or 8 p.m. That's when, like, things started getting wild on Teletoon.
1: And I think it was 9 o'clock.
0: Yeah, so I think this played at, like, 8 or 8.30
1: yeah, right before. Yeah.
0: Um it is The Ripping Friends.
1: The Ripping Friends. It's ripping
0: time. It is actually unfortunately a Canadian cartoon. Uh. made uh it was created by by John Oh my god, how do you even? John Chris Felucci, or more commonly known uh by the name John K. Uh, yeah, who he been also? been in the news lately. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to that. Um, let's talk about the episode and then we'll kind of deal with John K. He's quite, yeah. a, quite a character. Um, you can address
1: that elephant later.
0: Yeah. Um, people might know John K. as the creator of Ren and Stimpy. It's probably Classic. his most famous um, contribution to the world of animation.
1: Mm-hmm. Good way to put it.
0: Anyways, so, okay. Uh, I decided okay, we have to analyze, like, one episode for Mm -mm. this episode. And I just, I honestly went with the name that I thought was, like, the grossest. Like, I looked at the episode list, and I was like, okay. (laughs) 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 Um, And that happened to be season one, episode one. As mentioned, there was only one season. But episode one, uh, and it was titled The Indigestible Wad. I am the indigestible wad. How nasty! How uh, nasty! Okay,
1: now I know. I know you're saying this is pretty nasty, but as like a young boy, I, I do. I I have kind of fond memories of the Ripping Friends. Yeah. I I kind of <laughs> like the nastiness. And watching it today, I I had some giggles. I was laughing quite a bit. Yeah, I thought it was. It was. I definitely thought it was a lot more outrageous. Uh, but still, like as a child at heart, I was kind of. Yeah. I couldn't help but laugh at some of it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I will, like, there are some things that were kind of funny and, like, you know. Yeah. But there's also a lot that is just, like, mm, that did not like, age well.
1: Like the toothbrush scene at the beginning? Okay,
0: so look, let's, <laughs> let me, let me, let me run run through this episode for you. Let me, let me nail down the plot for y'all um okay (laughs) so it starts off in a dentist's office and two of the ripping friends oh my god their names are so gross too Chunk and Rip Rip. I think is it yeah okay so (laughs) Chunk and Rip are coming out of the dentist's office and the dentist who is disgusting he is not wearing shoes he's got like hairy warty green feet he, his whole
1: body is hairy, warty, Yeah, and, green and his
0: teeth are horrible. Bony. Ugh,
1: okay. he's got like three teeth. Yeah,
0: and they're like dead. They're brown, whatever. <laughs> anyways, he's gross. He's so gross. Anyways, he should not have a, a dental license or whatever. Anyway. He should
1: not be alone with another human in a room.
0: No, okay. <laughs> with like sharp tools and drills.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: Ugh. Okay, anyways. So this nasty dentist gives them... Each a toothbrush and he gives Chunk a pink toothbrush. And Chunk is like reacting as though the toothbrush will make him grow a vagina. Mm-hmm. He is just like, I can't brush my teeth with a pink toothbrush for girls. It'll, make it, it'll give me tiny
1: little girly teeth. Yeah. Is something he said. <laughs> like, that's what, that's
0: what, what he says. <laughs> Anyways, so he sees this like little girl sitting in the lobby and she's just like chomping away on a freaking disgusting piece of gum. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey little girl, do you want this toothbrush?" And she tells him, "This this made me laugh." I think this is like pretty much the only thing that made me really laugh. And she's like, "My mom said not to accept gifts from men in underwear." <laughs> and I'm like, "Good for your mom." Like that's like Pretty much the only sensible thing going on with your mom because she lets you like constantly chew on the same piece of bubble gum because she like says that she's been chewing on it since before she was born. And also your mom (laughs) lets you go see this dentist by yourself, which is just shocking. But anyways, at least definitely
1: on a few registries, at
0: least she has the sense to tell you to not take gifts from men in underwear. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and then when he looks down at his junk and <laughs> it's just really filling out his underwear, like it's too, it's too gross, I know. Man.
0: And I used to remember how you could like so clearly see their butts because they're like superheroes, so they're wearing these like spandexy outfits, and I was just like, why? Ugh. Like their butts were like so defined, and it was just really strange oh, to God. me. But anyway, yeah. okay, moving on. Um, so this little the girl. girl like,
1: uh, one thing that really like grossed me out with this, when they're in the waiting room, and Chunk asks the little girl if she wants the toothbrush, she like blows a big bubble gum bubble in his face. Yeah. And then like, oh. just like <laughs> swirls her finger on the bubble gum on his face, <laughs> and then just puts it back in her mouth and continues oh to chew god. on it. And like, oh, so uh, that, that real that one actually got me. Yeah. I found that one to be gross.
0: Oh my god. Anyway. Um so basically this little girl like goes in to see the dentist and he's like okay we're going to take an x-ray of your teeth and um the x-ray like is radioactive and it turns her gum into a sentient being who declares himself the indigestible wad
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: anyway Oh,
1: it's kind of the perfect name though for I, what he is
0: Yeah no that's true but like It's just so <laughs> gross and I'm like oh My god this girl must be what like I don't know six seven so she's been Chewing on this piece of gum since Before she had teeth can you imagine And her mom was <laughs> chewing on it before Can you imagine oh, what god. this tastes like
1: Yeah it's lost it's flavor
0: It's just, it's probably just like Rubber and she kisses it goodnight Oh, oh my god, god. She, like, she
1: leaves it on her bedpost yeah. She sticks it to her bedpost
0: Okay, so the little girl takes the indigestible wad out of her mouth and puts him on her bedside table. Kisses him goodnight, goes to sleep. Meanwhile, this piece of gum, who is now alive, wants moisture, and
1: he <laughs> <so, laughs> feeds on moisture.
0: Yeah. Soon, all the moisture in the world will be mine. So he jumps out her window and comes across this like poor homeless man. Just sleeping, (laughs) sleeping on the sidewalk and he jumps in his mouth. Oh my God. This part made me want to barf. He jumps Uh, in in his mouth and steps on his saliva gland. And
1: And they're like all brown and raised and gross.
0: And he like sucks up. He like is just drinking up this guy's spit until he becomes a shriveled green almost corpse.
1: Yeah. Just a husk of a man.
0: Oh my god! And then he basically he does this to like a few more people, and then he, the sun comes up, and he's like, oh, I must take cover. So he runs back to, to 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 like his little Susie. I don't know what her name is. Whatever, he runs back to her bedroom, and she just goes right on chewing when she wakes up in the morning. So he's like, I will hide in here until nightfall. Anyway, um, <laughs> meanwhile, the Rippin' friends hear word of something that's turning people into like essentially zombie like shriveled up zombie moistureless. I don't know whatever Um, and so they're like we will do something about this so they all like set themselves up on a street corner with the most moisture possible like I, I don't know one guy has like a an octopus on his head and like chunk is in a bathtub basically like a portable bathtub
1: one of them's a tree with like a bird and a nest and stuff i guess that's yeah i think yeah
0: no i think he was just there to kind of like watch and be disguised Um, maybe anyway um so basically they're just kind of waiting for the indigestible wad to like take the bait And he, he, like, runs into Chunk's mouth, basically, and starts sucking up all the moisture. So they're like, no, and they can't save him. And so, like, Chunk becomes this, like, flat, lifeless, like, (laughs) dribbled prune man. So they bring him back to headquarters. Oh, my God, this was so gross. Rip cut. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. And they... (laughs) they tell wait what's his name Jimmy, Jimmy. oh my god okay and the
1: I, offensive horribly offensively drawn disabled boy oh that god. is like no okay. the little minion I
0: went I went on Wikipedia because I was just like doing a bit of research about this show and the description of Jimmy is as follows Uh oh Jimmy the idiot boy comma oh god a mentally challenged drooling child yeah. Yikes. Anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so they're like, oh my God, poor Jimmy. Like, he just has to do like all the like gross shit for these four superhero, like basically toxic masculinity manifests. But, anyways. So they're like, Jimmy, to save Chunk, you must chew on him as though he were a piece of gum to restore his moisture. So Jimmy just puts Chunk's head in his mouth and starts chewing.
1: No, no, no! Wait, wait. What? Jimmy licks Chunk oh, first, yeah, oh. and is disgusted, and then Oh yeah. Crag licks Chunk and realizes that Chunk has lost his flavor, oh, so yeah. he sprinkles him with powdered sugar. Oh my god! And then Jimmy's totally pleased and and, conti- and it just starts yeah. chewing on him.
0: Oh god. Anyway.
1: Oh god! Yes. So nasty. This, this show is something else.
0: Oh my god! Like wow anyway so basically like they end up uh, the three remaining ripping friends they go back to town and they find the indigestible Wad and they they like fight with him and it's this like whole thing the fight's kind of like whatever that's like the least strange part of the show but basically they end up like getting him into the sun and he he's weakened so they can like separate him into like a bunch of different little pieces and and they just basically like take him and separate him and across like multiple countries. Um, and
1: with the racist missiles, yeah,
0: I laughed at the Canada one though. The Canada oh one God. was like a well, lumberjack in yeah. like a wooden, <laughs> like a I wooden say, spaceship.
1: I say racist. Like they're, they're pretty harmless. It's like the mm, Russian yeah. missile. Oh. The tip of it is like the tip of one of the Kremlin, uh, one of the the that basilica in in, in Russia. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's got the. It looks like made. It's made of candy. Yeah. Um and then the Japanese one is like a Japanese firework.
0: Oh that's a little racist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the Canadian one is great. It's like yeah. a, a log that a lumberjack has just carved into a rocket.
0: Yeah. That was and like then
1: the American one is pretty generic.
0: Yeah, the American one is
1: just like the ripping friends like,
0: "Oh, we did <laughs> it, boys." Anyway. So <laughs> they basically launch the indigestible wad into like the far corners of like space so he can never Come back together to like terrorize the world,
1: oh my God,
0: um, and then the end of the episode, um okay, basically chunk like gets restored uh, after Jimmy, okay well, first Jimmy like basically restores his moisture and then decides he wants to blow a bubble with chunk's head, so he like blows a bubble and then chunk's head explodes like a gum, like a piece of gum. <laughs> So, yeah, to start over again. But then finally, like, chunk is like brought back to life. And the little girl is so sad about her gum. She is distraught that her lifelong friend is being rocketed off to space. So, Chunk, being the stand-up American hero that he is, (laughs) (laughs) offers her his head to chew on as a replacement, and then it's like, golly gee, like, we saved the day. (laughs) Oh, ripping friends, (laughs) ha ha ha. Anyways, that's
1: it. And then at the end of the episode, they have this, like, little thing where there's, like, this TV announcer that comes on, and he's totally crazy. His face, like, like, shifts and turns and melts and twists like a devil. Yeah,
0: it's gross. And
1: uh he says, "Let's go check out uh how the ripping friends condition themselves to handle so much pain." Yeah. So there are, um Chunk is all hooked up to the, no, uh, no, the it's pain rip. machine. It's
0: rip Rip is the worst.
1: Yeah, Rip, sorry. Um They're Yeah, all so horrible they, actually. And they get Jimmy to uh to operate the machine for them and then they put him through the paces of the machine and they yeah. get him past, uh, humanly possible or whatever, whatever humans can oh, handle. Oh,
0: I hated, I hated when it like close, we did like a close up on his teeth and they were like cracking. Oh my God. It made my teeth hurt. Uh,
1: yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gross. crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Ugh. And then at the end, like Jimmy's finger tells him just like the little boy in red, uh, in the shining.
0: Yeah. yeah oh.
1: It like wakes up and tells him to turn the machine off and Damn. he does. And then Rip turns around. And he's like, come on. It was just getting good, man. Ugh.
0: And then it ends with a fart. Yeah, it's just. And then that's it. End of episode. Run credits.
1: <laughs> Quality TV. Wow. Very not politically correct.
0: No, no, no. As I mentioned before, and like, I, I don't know, part of me is like, OK, well, I guess it's like satire in a way. But then also, I feel like. A lot of people that will watch this show would like not take it at the third degree. You know what I mean?
1: Mm.
0: Or like they would take they would yeah. take it at face value, and it would like almost.
1: But such is the danger with any satire, I guess, right?
0: I guess, but I, I think this right. one, I think this one is like not, you know, okay. Because I guess something that's like comparable in a way would be like Rick and Morty. Mhm Except that show is like far more intelligent, yeah, it's like much more nuanced, and it deals with like you know
1: some pretty intense emotional issues,
0: yeah, and like big existential questions and big yeah. scientific concepts and so like it's a great show, but
1: the Ripping Friends doesn't really have a redeeming quality kinda no. other than maybe it's i think it's kind of fun and ridiculous,
0: yeah, it's, it's, I think it's more just like kind of. A parody of like the superhero Genre but it just It doesn't I don't know It doesn't really make like a critique Of them per se unless it's trying to Like portray them as being like hyper masculine And like oh this is ridiculous But I don't know it's I don't know that it's That nuanced I was like kind of debating like is this satire I mean, I guess it is in a way But I think it's kind of just gross out humor More mm, than anything Definitely Yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, as as i was saying with like Rick and Morty, you know, a lot of the fan base, well, I don't know, a lot, but um yeah, I mean, a good amount of the fan base is really gross. <laughs> you know, like there's just like these like neck beards that use Rick as their idol and like as like a justification for being like shitty assholes to people. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> um So, okay, I guess before, we can't, we can't end without addressing, um, some recent news that has come to light Mm -hmm. about the creator of this show, John Kay. Um, so, on March 29th, 2018, BuzzFeed, um, released a report, um, in which two female animators, uh, Robin Bird and Katie Rice, alleged that John Kay uh, sexually harassed and groomed them for sexual abuse while uh, they were underage. Um, Bird said that she was in a sexual relationship uh, with him in 1997 when she was 16. She even moved in with him in California when... He, when she was 17, um, and then Rice said that, uh, she was sexually harassed by him when she turned 18 and began working. How old was John
1: K at the time? Sorry.
0: Um, he's like, I think he's in his sixties now. Wait, let me just. Okay.
1: So he was an old guy when this yeah, happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay.
1: He like, wasn't like a 19 a year old dating a 17 year old No, no, no where it's no. kind of.
0: But, but also okay. like, I don't know.
1: Even then. Even then.
0: Weird. Even then it's kind of like. You, know, you just
1: don't even go near that. No, situation, it, it, exactly. You know I mean? Like when
0: a girl is like young, like that, or even a guy. Like when when someone is is young, like that, you know, it's it's really easy to like emotionally manipulate them, and you know, as just like an older person at any age, sort of like to take advantage of like a vulnerable person like that is just really really fucked up. Um, mm-hmm. But what's like again, um, there's like this really gross power dynamic that's put in place because. Rice um started working for him when she was eighteen and she was being sexually harassed by him at work. I don't just just as like a, a woman, it's just it's really disheartening that it's so prevalent that women are kind of put in these situations in the place of work. Mm-hmm. Um, where they have this sort of like especially God's so young, like eighteen, and she's at the be very beginning of her career. She was probably like terrified of like how this influential guy because at that point he was pretty like influential in mm-hmm. the industry like he was probably you know using the fact that he had this power as a way to like coerce her um you know like he could kind of like make or break her career and like you know it's just it's so uh it's so gross and yeah. One thing
1: you mentioned to me uh, recently was that you were really bothered because, like, uh, this is just one instance of many, many cases of this yeah. coming out in this whole in- industry. You know, Hollywood, uh, mm-hmm. the the film industry, TV shows. This has kind of been going on for a long time, and it's almost been the way this industry's run in the past. Yeah. You know what I no, mean? No, it has like been, a,
0: Not almost like it has been. The casting couch yeah. is so real.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, um, it is shocking, but you know what? It's, it's good that it's all coming out now and that it's not acceptable anymore. Cause that's the, the shitty thing is that it, it was, it was acceptable. Yeah.
0: So I have that here. Um, uh, where, where is it? Yeah. People, several people who worked with him referred to his sexual harassment as an open secret in the animation industry.
1: Yeah, like, like that was what everybody did, so people didn't really think yeah, anything of so it. Yeah, it's the exact as,
0: same thing with like Harvey Weinstein and like, you know, people like that.
1: Mm.
0: Like, everyone knew, everyone knew, like, so many people knew about his behavior and how he like treated women. And anyway, mm-hmm. so basically, that just makes the show a million times more gross. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Um, um, that raises a question, though, and I had an issue at work. I work at a radio station, mm-hmm. and uh, I was making these liners for Mother's Day coming up where I, I was using a bunch of uh, classic lines from famous TV mothers. So, you know, you got, like, Kitty from That 70s Show. Uh, I used Gloria from uh, Modern Family from one of them. Uh, yeah, so I used a liner from Claire Huxtable. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I, I definitely thought of it, and especially where uh, we're recording this on... May third, so Bill Cosby was very recently found guilty of a lot of things and uh, is 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 now potentially facing prison time. So this is all come back into light, back into the the main spotlight. You know this Bill Cosby issue, um, and so my boss ended up coming in and she said, "What do you think of the of the Claire Huxtable one?" And I looked at her and I kind of I, I saw what she I, I saw what she was saying. I was kind of thinking the same thing. My thought uh, process on it is, and and I, and I kind of thought about this with Weinstein too, like Weinstein financed so many amazing movies yeah. that were directed by amazing directors, had a cast of amazing actors that worked their asses off, mm-hmm. and, you know, hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of people that worked their ass off to make these nice, these wonderful pieces of art. Yeah. And so I was kind of thinking, well... You know, the lady that played Claire Huxtable, I'm sorry, I don't know her name. Um, she's an actress who worked hard on that show. And also that show was one of the, it was like one of the first times you had like, like a black family that wasn't in the ghetto or, or was, um, you know, kind of stereotyped. They were like a normal family. And that was, it, it was a, it was, it was a kind of a trailblazing show, you know, it was ahead of its time for a lot of those things so I was I was thinking of it that way I was like well think of all the artists that worked on this show
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but then at the same time it's like okay yeah Bill Cosby uh,
0: um yeah it's, it's just so unfortunate that what he the actions of one man um how it can just taint a show that was so like culturally significant and important and yeah um,
1: and and, it, and, it, and he ruins it for everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, and and you said it kind of at the end uh, when we were talking about the Ripping Friends. You're like, and right when we were talking about John K. You're like, and it just makes that show so much more disgusting. And you're right.
0: So, yeah. So I mean, I I didn't know at first that John K. Created the show. Um, and and I had thought of it when we were discussing like things that like had traumatized us when we were little and I was like oh my god this show is like so gross and, and I don't know and then I was when I was doing a bit of research and I found out that he was the one that created it I was almost hesitant to even like talk about it at all but it did it did like affect me <laughs> uh, as a child and yeah I I think also it is important to kind of like address these address these issues um because uh, then again when I was you know, when I was kind of talking of like, is this satire or whatever? Now I'm thinking, you know, this guy is very clearly like super misogynistic and does not care about women. So now like the jokes about like, oh it's a girl's toothbrush, that's just not satire. Yeah. That's just him right? being like you know, so I see like his actions now. I can like look back at the show and be like, Okay, this is not
1: like it was coming from this is not like, like a comment of misogyny yeah exactly
0: like this is not like a commentary on like toxic masculinity that's, like that's he is toxic masculinity <laughs> yeah so huh anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> interesting got dark got deep
0: got deep um wow so
1: <laughs> okay well that about does it for our first episode yeah. of June time we with did it megan and jojo
0: Episode one done. So let's
1: do a quick rundown of what we talked about today. So we talked about uh, three cartoons. uh, Scooby Doo. uh, What was the name of the episode again?
0: Make a beeline away from that feline.
1: Um, so that was about this, uh, this guy who was dressing up as a cat to steal stuff. It was a doctor who was hypnotizing his patients. Very creepy. Yeah. Uh, Eww. my episode was, um, uh, the magic school bus, uh, gets lost in space when Arnold removes his helmet in space and essentially kills himself because Janet is annoying him to death. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit!
0: Janet, damn it, Janet. <laughs>
1: You know, I recently saw it in a meme and it just got me thinking, like, that's uh, sometimes these shows are just traumatizing, you know, like crazy things happen in these ch- children's cartoons. And yeah. It's like not good for kids, which uh, brings me, which brings us to the ripping friends. It's ripping
0: time! Which yeah. is a, that's not a kid, well, to be fair, that, that was not a kid's cartoon.
1: Yeah, that, like, that, that would go on Adult that. Swim if it was out. It today,
0: was, actually I actually mean, was like, on Adult Swim.
1: Oh, yeah. there you go.
0: Okay. So see, like, adult, not, Seven-year-old Megan.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Wait, like it's how, like with up there with Family Guy and whatnot. You know, like it's uh, yeah. kind of it's, it's a it's a more risque cartoon. It's like
0: a level under Family Guy.
1: Yeah. But anyway. the Family Guy is more tasteful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's saying something. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just I, I think from here on out, uh, we've we've done the John K. thing. I don't think that we'll be discussing him any any more on this podcast. I think that we don't need to draw more attention to him and. Uh, yeah, you know he he definitely did have a, an an unquestionable um, influence on animation, and you know we wouldn't have shows like Rick and Morty or Family Guy without him. Uh, but unfortunately, he is a garbage person, and I don't want to support him anymore. Well. Never really did support him, but I don't want to draw any more attention to him. I think I, we've said what we need to say, and and that'll mm-hmm. be that. So if you're a fan of Ren and yeah. Stimpy or any of his other works, sorry.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna to try to be silly in this podcast, but you know what? Sometimes you got to talk about the hard stuff. You know, uh, things like this happen. Uh, the world is a is a dark place. The reality of it is like bad things happen, and sometimes you got to talk about them. But. We're going to try and keep it lighthearted for the most part.
0: Yeah. We've got a lot of fun ideas coming up and I'm super jazzed about it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah i'm pretty stoked i was getting kind of nervous building up to it yeah i was trying to find the motivation because it's like i've been thinking about doing a podcast for so long and and then you know it was like something was holding me back and it's you know you, you get you get on yourself and you put pressure on yourself and sometimes you you just you, gotta you, do it man you get overwhelmed and yeah that's it so we're just doing it now and it's uh, it feels good we, we've got something good here hope so <laughs> Let's wrap it up
0: Alright well thanks for listening everybody And we'll see you next time on Tune Time
1: What are we going to do tomorrow night?
0: Same thing we do every night Mickey. Try to take over the